Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, everyone. We're broadcasting live here this morning from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. My name is Ben Frost. I'm hosting here Today we'll be joined momentarily by Father Brandon Moravitz, who will also be hosting and very much looking forward to our show today. And we're so happy that, uh, that you can join us. And uh, looking ahead uh, to our show, we've got some great guests lined up. Uh, this morning we're going to be speaking with uh, Sister Lisa Maurer. Uh, she's from the Order of St. Benedict, and uh, super excited to talk to her. She's got a great story. I've, I think I've actually met her and uh, I know she's uh, pretty popular in the, the Duluth area. She's come up with a, a recent book that she's written. So we're going to talk to her shortly. And then coming up in the second half of today's show, we're going to be speaking uh, with Tammy Ringhand. And she's going to be in studio with, studio with us sharing a little bit of her testimony. And then uh, to close our show off today, we're excited to speak with a couple of Teach for Christ uh, teachers who are... Uh, uh, here with us at Marquette Catholic School here in Virginia. So they're going to share a little bit about what Teach for Christ is and how they've been serving and helping our local community. And I'm joined right now with Father Brandon Moravitz. And good morning, Father. How are you today? Good morning, Ben. I'm doing well. I kind of had a long night last night. We had a parishioner that passed away and uh, got to kind of usher him to the Lord last night, which was a beautiful gift, and uh, just praying for him and his family. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we're going to get going with our first uh, interview uh, today, and I want to welcome to the show. Sister Lisa Maurer, who's from the Order of St. Benedict. Sister Lisa, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Well, just to start us off for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am Sister Lisa. I am a member, as you said, of St. Benedict and a member at the Monastery of St. Scholastica. Originally, I'm from Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, a little town in southern Minnesota, and I came here about 12 years ago to enter the monastery. Ah, sister, it's so great. Um, it's great to have you here online. This is Father Brandon up from uh, the pastor up in Virginia, Minnesota, um, and I just, you know, working with lots of people these days, uh, it, it seems as if a lot of people are a little on edge <laughs> and wondering, like, what's going on and what's next, and, you know, there's a lot of confusion and chaos and and. And maybe sometimes we, we lack trust in the Lord. And I, I'm wondering if you could just speak to the hearts out there that maybe are in that place where they're just thinking like, man, how do I, like, like what's next? Like how, and, and because we, we tend to almost even think that we're expecting gloom and doom. That's the next day. It's only going to get worse. Um, how do people just approach life in regards to just wondering what's going to happen um, and, and, and where are we headed with, with life and situations in our culture? Well, one thing I just want to say, we're all in this together, right? Amen. That Amen. Those, those feelings well up within all of us, and they welled up within people throughout all of history, so we're not alone in this moment. That's yeah. one thing I would say. Yes, amen. So good. Um, and then, you know, sometimes we can become just really... Uh, Impatient. We want things to change now. We want things to happen now. Um, sometimes our prayers aren't being answered, and we can be a very impatient people. And we see that throughout Scripture, time and time again, where people are impatient with God. 
Um, and do you want to speak just to, to that reality of, of how, how sometimes we can be incredibly impatient and how do we, how do we handle that spiritual sickness? Well, you know, I think that impatience does come from us wanting to have control of things and, again, the not trusting. Impatience is about, I want to take care of things. You know, I can pray to God, but I don't see it happening how I want it, and it's not happening right now. So it's that idea of of letting go of our control and really trusting in the Lord. Because, as you said, there are so many parts of our world, whether it's political, social, the economics, the racial, you know, church, health, what's going on in our schools, we are really impatient with God, hurry up and fix this, like just like magic, just wave your magic wand and magically fix this. But that's where our faith enters in, and we have to go back to, as you said, our tradition and see how God has played his role throughout all of our salvation history and enter ourselves into that. Yeah. You know, sister, I was, uh, I'm thinking in my own life, like I'm often like impatient, and I think sometimes <laughs> I'm like, can I just hurry up and be not impatient anymore? You know, and I, I kind of get mm-hmm. frustrated with myself, but it seems to me like the more I could sometimes just sit back and just try to acknowledge, like, and just be with the Lord, like, why am I impatient in this? Like, where, where is my heart? Do you think like that, that acknowledgement and just trying to like, where, where's the root of this? Like, where is it coming from? Like, is that an important step? Because like me, I'm sure other people get impatient from how being impatient they are. You know what I mean? So what are your thoughts on that? I would think so. You know, and again, it comes back to that idea of control. Like, like I'm impatient because I have my ideas of how I want this to be fixed. And God, just listen to me. I already got the five point plan. I'll figure it out. Just do it in a way that I want you to fix it. So I think you're right in stepping back and reflecting upon what am I so impatient about? Where is my anxiety coming from? Is it that I want to control the outcome? I want to control how it's going to be, my prayers are going to be answered? Or am I just not trusting? Do I not trust that God really cares that all this is happening in my life right now? Do I not really care that all this, that God doesn't care that all this is happening in the world right now? So I think you're right in saying, reflecting a pack, where is your impatience coming from is an important step. Yeah, you know, I, I think of the, the words of the Lord um, where he cries out to the Father and just, not my will, but your will be done. And how profound those words of the Lord are, especially mm-hmm. in those times where we have that impatience and that lack of trust and we're, we're struggling and we want control and, and, and we're impatient with ourselves or impatient with the world. And, and just that, that, that we allow the Spirit of God to cry out within us you know, Abba, Father, not, not, not my will, but your will be done. Because so often impatience is about we get consumed in ourselves and we get consumed in what we want. And in some ways, it's, it's that whole reality of that, that surrender to the Lord's will in all things. And man, that is so, so difficult to trust the Lord when we feel like things aren't going the way we want them to do go. But yet the Lord reminds us that we have to just let go and, and trust the Lord um, in all things. Yeah, and you do mention that beautiful moment when Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane prays that prayer, right? And I know for me, when I reflect upon that, you know, and then the the gospel story just goes on to the next scene, right? Yeah. But you can't imagine that it was just like, oh, God, whatever your will be done, and then move on to the next thing. You right, know, there's right. struggle in that, right? Yeah. We don't yeah. just move on then to the next scene of the story. And I think we can get caught in that. And yeah. remember that Jesus really struggled with that. It wasn't, okay, next scene of my story. 
Right. Um, it, it, it's called the agony in the garden, not the honeymoon in the garden. <laughs> right. I mean, right. And, it, and, you know, I'm sure it was a longer process than, than what we have, you know, our few sentences in the Bible. And, I, and for myself, I can get caught in that. I'm like, okay, I said your will be done. I should feel better about it then. I should feel at peace about it then. But we do have to struggle with that and work with it. Yeah, I think, too, sometimes uh, it's easy for us to kind of live so much like in the future, right? And, and I, I look in my experience and, and so many of us, like, it's good to be prudent and to plan and to try to, like, get everything out. But we look at our Lord, and he just kind of, like, trusts in the will of the Father and, and walks with, uh, with the Father. And, and uh, I just... I think that's an important thing. Right now, actually, there's a group of guys in our church. We're going through this thing called Exodus 90 together. And so many of them, you know, the first, before we even went into these 90 days, uh, we're supposed to come up with what's called our why. You know, why are we doing this? And as we're talking to some of these brothers of mine, a lot of it is so many of us are living with this ideal projection into the future of like, my life will be happy when, you know, if, if I get this job or this retirement and we're always kind of projecting out and we're kind of missing like the present moment and i think that god does want us to live with him and trust like in the present not that it's bad to be prudent and to 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 think about well what what will happen out but isn't there something about like truly trying to live with god in the present and and from there living from a, a place of trust Right. You know, and often they speak of that God is a God of the now, right? For God, that whole idea of time and our linear time, it's all different for God. So to really be with him right now in this moment and see through this moment, right? Don't, like you said, don't project in the future. We have to deal with the now and we have to trust that God is in the now. You know, we just celebrated the incarnation where, where God, as, as baby Jesus, enters into the messiness of our now. And I think us taking stock in that and entering into that with God, being here, being in this moment, being in this messiness, being in this uncertainty, is holy because God is in it. Yeah, that's good. so good, sister. And... and, and, and the reality, just I want our listeners to know that the now isn't always romantic. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's moms out there right now. They've got kids that are screaming and yelling and they're trying to change diapers and, you know, and there's, it's a mess everywhere. And, and sometimes, and even as a priest, you know, sometimes like uh, there's so much on my plate. I don't know how to handle things. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with life. Like the Lord is in that. It's not mm-hmm. just those romantic moments of consolation where we feel so close to God and we're, we're floating and feeling good. Sometimes we can live for that and we actually live for those feelings that we get from God, um, which are beautiful graces, but but we also have to realize that God is in the messiness, as you talk about, and in that struggle, and and sometimes we have, we have to be careful to fight against that romanticism that that God's just there when everything is ordered and perfect. Um, he is there right now. If anybody's out there and life is a mess, all right, God is in that moment. Um, can you speak to that a little bit, sister? Well, definitely, you know, and it's it's our tradition, right? You read scripture, you read the Old Testament. I mean, it is not a pretty <laughs> romantic Amen. story Amen. all the way, through, right? We know it is because we know the end of the story. We know that yeah. Jesus wins. We know that God rules, and we know all that. But look what it takes to get there. It takes the humanness of what we're going through each and every day. So we do have those moments of consolation that you mentioned, like when we're flying high and we're feeling God, and God gives us those moments so that we can remember them and hang on to them when we have to go through the struggles of life. 
Wonderful. If you're just joining us, we're uh, speaking this morning with Sister Lisa Maurer. She's from the Order of, of St. Benedict. And uh, we're speaking about how do we trust in God more, especially in the, our current world, and, and uh, how do we trust, how does God communicate with us? And um, Yeah, Sister, continuing on our conversation, um, so what if, what would you say to a listener right now, like what if they're in a, like a hard spot, like it feels hard like to trust the Lord, we're in that agony of the garden, like um, so it's hard to trust in those moments, like what, what do you say to a person's heart in, in the midst of, of the cross? Because as you said, uh, this is a part of our story. You read all through the Old Testament into the New Testament. Uh, um, when we're in kind of that place of desolation, how do we trust and lean into the, to the Lord more? Well, you know, one of the things that, that works for me, and again, I'm relying back on what we see in Scripture, is to remember back to those times when God did see us through. We've been through tough times before, and so remembering, oh, I praise you, God, because I remember back when this happened to me, you brought me through this. I praise you, Lord, because the last time I was in this situation, you did see me through, and I trust that you're going to see me through it again. Yeah, it's so good, sister. So, so we cry out to the Lord that we trust you, we praise you, and, and then, then there's that reality of our prayer and our receiving God communicating to us. You know, and so often we, we cry out to the Lord and we speak to him and we, 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 we petition and we ask and we, we offer prayers of gratitude. But, but also we want to be in a posture that we can receive and we can receive the Lord communicating to us because God is active. You know, and really I think that the highest form of prayer is we become a little more passive and that we receive the goodness of God in our own prayer and our own lives. And could you just speak to that reality of like how does... How has God communicated to you in your life, and, and how can we be in tune to the ways in which God wants to speak to us in the midst of our struggles and impatience? I think you hit the nail on the head when saying that we have to be open to it, first of all, yeah. and not already pre-assume how God's going to answer that prayer, because then I'm only looking for that answer, yeah. and I might miss the real thing that he brings to me. You know, God is always communicating to us, whether it's through something that happens in in creation or a, a scripture passage that we might remember. Even in our own thoughts and feelings, the Holy Spirit is, is active within us. It's not that I rely on my own thoughts and feelings, but in that moment of prayer, when something stirs inside of me, I can reflect upon that and discern with that and see if that's how God is speaking to me. He definitely speaks to us through other people, hopefully through this radio program right now, that we can hear God speaking to us. We might even notice that, that there's a lot of repetition in our life or a lot of different themes that constantly pop up. We might hear a song on the radio, and then we see something on TV, and then we hear it in Scripture, and we're like, oh my gosh, I just saw that two, three times. Maybe I should be listening to that. That's maybe how God is talking to mm -hmm. me. So good. Uh, Sister Lisa Maurer, we're uh, speaking with her this morning, and uh, we are going to go to a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation with her, so we just encourage all of you, uh, stay right where you are. We will be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Real Presence Radio. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. 
We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. If you are experiencing depression, anxiety, or suffering, especially from grieving, how can you find healing? I'm Father Chris Alar. While you should first seek professional help when needed, there is a roadmap that can help you to live your life again, and it is called the Spiritual Principles of Divine Mercy. First, come to admit that you are powerless over the loss of your loved one. Second, come to trust that Jesus can restore your life to manageability. And third, make the decision to entrust your will, your life, and your loved one to the loving care and protection of God. Join us and learn more about how to apply these healing principles in your life. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. We're broadcasting in Virginia, Minnesota here at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. My name is Ben Frost. I'm hosting this morning with Father Brandon Moravitz. And... uh, yeah, we're speaking this morning with Sister Lisa Maurer. She's from the Order of St. Benedict in Duluth. And great first half of our interview, just talking about trusting in the Lord, but also the reality of trusting in all things, in the good times, and the hardships, the agony of the garden. And and uh, we're continuing our conversation with her this morning. And, and Sister Lisa, uh, I'm just curious, in the midst of this, um, trying to grow in our trust with God, we also realize God wants to speak with us. He wants to be in relationship with us. So maybe, what would you say, how does God communicate with us today, right? If we want this relationship, we want to trust in him more, how do we uh, start and continue that, that uh, relationship and especially that communication with God? Right. Well, first of all, God can communicate with us any way God wants to, right? He can do whatever he wants, but it's us who has to be open to it, and we have to take the time. We have to work on that relationship, communicate with him, just like you do with any of our earthly friendships and our earthly relationships. We have to do the same with God. So it's taking the time for prayer and taking the time where it's not always me doing all the talking, but where I actually close my mouth and try to quiet my mind so I can have those moments. But it's also being attentive to what's happening around us and with us, because God speaks to us through people, through events, and through nature, and through all of those things. Yeah, it's so good, sister. And I I think so often, you know, like every human heart longs to hear the voice of God, you know, and I, and and so often I I think I'll hear, 
you know, parishioners and different people that I, I spend time with just, Father, I don't hear God, you know, and it's, and it's so like, it, it can be an annoyance and it can be a struggle. And, and I, but I think there's a, there's a misconception on how God speaks. They think it's just going to be like just this crystal clear. Um, and, and sometimes it is that way, but, but so often it is through the voice of somebody else or this, this little prompting on one's heart. And, and I think it's so critical that one has some interiority and some interior silence in order to hear you know, the, the voice of the Lord. And um, I, 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 we live in such a culture that's so busy and productive and noisy that I think sometimes the Lord is speaking, but everything is just drowned out by our pedal to the metal approach to life. And maybe could you just speak to how like practical things that we can do to just kind of create that interiority that we can see how God is working in our life in a clearer way? Yeah, I think we often, I know for myself, I often think that, it, oh, it should just organically happen, like yeah. God will just come to me in a vision or, or break <laughs> through a cloud or something like that. And He can and He will, but we also have to intentionally do things that get us ready to hear God and to notice God when He does. So taking the time, maybe unplugging, not having the radio playing, but having the radio playing on Real Presence Radio instead of a different station, or actually shutting things off or not checking your Facebook or not checking your computer, but actually entering into the silence, which can be scary and uncomfortable, but you got to do it. you got to practice it. We talk about practicing our faith all the time, right? And practice isn't easy, and practice isn't always that exciting, but we have to do it so we can get ourselves ready for God because he is always there. We just have to be ready for him. I was thinking, uh, sister Lisa, even this last week, we've been, uh, I've been trying to have more prayer time and, and specifically trying to have more quiet. And I'm one of these people that's like the hustle and bustle. And there's so much going on. I've got six kids. There's noise, noise, noise. And, and honestly, to be, to be perfectly honest, like it is a real struggle. Like when I, when I first sit down and like, okay, okay. The first couple minutes, God, I'm here. And then just come Holy spirit and trying to be quiet. But after a few minutes, I start to get a little agitated and it's like, I'm not used to it, but I notice like the more I just try to sit, like I feel like the promptings of God. Um, but it is hard. And I think it's important for our listeners to hear, like, you know, we try to have silence to hear God's voice and for him to communicate. Like, it's not like you just turn everything off and then your mind's in this perfect harmony with God. Like it does take a little bit of practice to, uh, to slow down our lives and to, to connect with him. Would you agree with that? Or? I would agree. I'm a Benedictine nun living in a monastery, and I still struggle <laughs> yeah, yeah. with that sort of thing. I often think, to me, it's like if you had a cake pan that was full of water and you were walking around all day with that cake pan full of water, and then you sat it down, that water will still be sloshing in that cake pan for quite a while before it settles down. The same thing happens to me. I'm going around all day working, ministering, doing these things, and I think the second I sit down in the chapel in front of the Blessed Sacrament that I should be perfectly still and attuned to God, no, I'm still sloshing around. So it takes that time. But the beautiful thing is God blesses our intentions. God knows I want to be quiet, and I want to hear Him. And so we can take solace in the fact that God blesses those intentions. He accepts that offering of, I want to pray, I want to be with you, and He will bless that. 
<laughs> sister, I was thinking, I, I just had a flashback. I was, I was in Michigan like 20 years ago, and I remember there was this parish that had Eucharistic adoration going, and I was a young 20-year-old kid, and I remember being there kind of ambitious in the prayer t- in the chapel, and there was, an, there was an older priest there, just an incredible man, and he was in the back of the church, and he was just snoring and sleeping through all of adoration. And I remember being a 20-year-old kid just kind of annoyed that this priest was snoring in the back, and... But now that I, I realize, like, there's times I'm falling asleep in the chapel too, but the, that's not ideal, but the Lord can work even in our tiredness. Even, we just have to put ourselves in the presence of the Lord, and we want to actively receive, but sometimes you know, our life is sloshing around, or we're tired and we're exhausted. We have to make sure that we don't just give up on the Lord being able to work in spite of our you know, our weakness and our tiredness and our, our busyness, that, that, that the Lord can still work in that. So sometimes I think we might not feel as if the Lord is working, but so often he is, you know, and that, that famous analogy of like sitting before the Lord, like you don't know you're getting a sunburn when you're sitting in front of the sun often. And then all of a sudden you walk away and you jump in the shower and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got a sunburn. <laughs> and so often in our prayer, we can be sitting there and feel like nothing's happening and then days later, you're like, you're, 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 you're amazed that, whoa, like God's grace was so prevalent. I didn't even realize it that as I sat with the Lord, he was working, but I wasn't even aware of it. Um, and I, I think that's critical for our listeners to understand. Sometimes it's not immediate. And we live in a culture that we want immediate answers and we want to know right away. And so often in prayer, God reveals his grace and, days later <laughs> that we look back and we see how God was active. And I, and I, I think there's something really profound in the spiritual life that, that we often don't know the works of the Lord until we look back at how he was working. Um, you want to speak to that a little bit, sister? And I would add to that, God's yeah. going to answer it in the way that God wants to answer it. And so many yes. times I'm looking for a specific answer. Yeah. And if I'm only looking for that specific answer, then I'm going to miss what God really wants to do with me. Yeah. Here's, here's another question for you, sister. So sometimes I hear, I run into people and we're talking about prayer and, you know, bringing intentions to God. And sometimes you hear, well, the thing I'm dealing with, it's just, my request seems too big. And I just don't know, like, it's just, it's, it's hard to give that. And then other people are like, well, it just seems like my requests, my prayers are just too small. So I don't want to bring them to God. Like what, what would you say to those people where they're, they're hesitant to bring God things that are on their hearts? Either they think, Oh, it's too big. It's too hard. It's too heavy for me. Or maybe it's like, my requests are too small. God has more important things to do or something. How, how would you respond to, to people that are hesitating to maybe bring their intentions to God? Yeah, I hear that all the time, too. Like, oh, this is just too big of an issue, and, and I got to get all this stuff figured out before I can go to God with it. I do that myself. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I want to fix my broken arm before I go to the doctor. So I want to fix this whole entire mess to get it all cleaned up so that I can bring it to God. How, how silly is that, right? But we do think that as people. So, again, we have to humble ourselves and trust that God is in control and that God can take care of that if we offer it to Him. And the same with things too little. God loves us. He is passionately in love with us, and, and we think of Him as God our Father. I mean, Ben, you're a parent. Even if your child has the littlest boo-boo on their finger and they bring it to you, you still kiss it, right? And you make it all better with that kiss. God will do that for us, too. So things that are important to us, whether we think they're big or we think they're small, God is so infinite that he has time, attention, and consideration for it all. Yeah, and we, the, the, there's a reason we call God our Father. 
You know, that, that, that he wants to be intimately involved in our lives. And he loves perfectly. His unconditional love wants to be involved in everything in our life. And friends who are out there listening, know that you have a father in heaven that, that knows you deeply and wants you to give him everything. Whether it's the little things and the little annoyances or the little joys or those big struggles and sufferings going on in your life, that you have a father in heaven that calls you his beloved son or daughter and he desires deep relationship with you. And so whether it's the big things in your life or whether it's the little things in your life, you want to share those things with the father. And the father receives those things with joy. And so, so know that our faith is embedded in a deep relationship with God the Father and share everything with him through your daily prayer and through just your daily life that you just want to constantly turn things over to the love of God the Father. And Sister Lisa, we just have a, about a minute and a half left here, but I wanted just to see if there's anything on your heart, any stories. We've been talking about trusting in the Lord and growing in communication and prayer and how about your experience in your own life? Like, how has that helped you grow as a disciple of the Lord to, to trust in him more, to, uh, to spend more intentional time with him in prayer? How, any sh- stories that you can share from your own experience? Yeah, I think it's the reflecting back and just seeing how God has answered those prayers and taking, taking the time and being attentive. Not too long ago, I was actually going to um, Mass at the cathedral, so I was there early in the morning, and the sun was rising over Duluth, over Lake Superior here in Duluth, and I was just in awe of it. And in the pocket was my cell phone, and I hadn't turned it off yet, and I heard it ding. And it was actually a priest friend of mine from India who was sending me a beautiful picture of the sun setting in India. He had seen a beautiful sunset, and I was seeing the beautiful sunrise, and I could have been like, oh, isn't that lovely? It's the sun, it's this and that. But I was caught in rapture about the beauty of God. Like, that that is the same sun that just left my friend, and it's just coming here. Hmm. And that made me think about how God is everywhere in the world, and He is in all of our lives. And in that moment, I just felt the total presence of God. It was, it was so amazing and gave me much to think about and reflect upon. Oh, that's so beautiful. Sister Lisa... We just really appreciate your time with us this morning, and God bless you and all that you're doing in, in Duluth. And, and uh, so thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. All right, God bless you. Up next, how did Matthew sixteen eighteen bring a local woman to the Catholic Church? Hear the whole story next on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.